welcome to the Haunted Ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Haunted Ride. I'm your host, Melissa. Thank you for joining me today. So I hope you guys have your snacks and your tea, and I hope you're having a great day, or... I find it hilarious that I always say great day, even though these episodes go up at midnight. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, that, that just hit me as I'm sitting here at 9.36, finishing up the rest of this episode. And the fact that I always say have a good day. <laughs> but yeah, I have a special episode for you guys today. It is an interview that I did with Kate from the podcast Ignorance Was Bliss. She was, I have known Kate for a couple months now. Uh, She's been great. She's been a complete and utter delight. She's taught me so much about podcasting that I didn't know. So many things that she's just opened my eyes to so many things. And I'm so happy she was willing and able to come on the show and share some of her experiences. And... (laughs) If you follow me on any social media, uh, I'm on Twitter at Haunted Ride, Instagram, The Haunted Ride, and Facebook, The Haunted Ride, you will have seen the little short, apparently it's called an audiogram, things I don't know. What the, like, what the fuck is that audio? Apparently it's called an audiogram. It's basically like a video, but there's no video. It's just audio with a wavelength. But you will have heard me and my reaction to that, which was taken from the interview. And when I heard myself do that, I was like, this literally, even as I'm playing back this interview, is exactly how I feel about it. So I told you guys to tune in and, you know, come join me when the episode gets released. And if you're here right now, well, thank you. So we are going to take a really quick break. Um... I am going to play a promo from a podcast called Going West. I don't know if you guys know them, but if you don't, you you really need to, you really just need to, to listen to their podcast. Their production quality is amazing. Like, like they need to give me tips. <laughs> their production quality is so good. Their stories are great. They clearly do a ton of research and they're, they're just really nice people. I've gotten to talk to Heath quite a bit um, just through social media and they're so nice and they're currently climbing the charts in iTunes and they, they really honestly deserve that so much. So if you guys are interested in true crime or you're interested based on their promo or their production quality or just looking for another interesting podcast, please give them a try. Uh, They also, um, I was going to do this later, but Going West and The Coffee Buzz are two podcasts that were so sweet, and they left me five-star reviews, which really helps me out, so I'm now at nine, which I know that may seem like a small number, but to me, like, it's, I have no words. It just means so, it, it means so much to me that people take the time. Just anyone taking the time, anybody listening to this, like, thank you. I know I always say this a lot, but for real, thank you. Like, like if you do something like this or you ever work on a product or you work on something um, using your creativity and someone gets it and they honestly appreciate it, like, 
there are a lot of good feelings in this world and that's one of them that that just like watching someone or knowing someone is appreciating what you're doing is incredible and while we're on this also thank you for the fact that you guys seem to really like last week's episode i I, that episode has gotten the most views in a week that i've ever had on the show and um now with my analytics i can't tell if people have listened to the whole thing or subscribed or what and, and i i like i prefer it that way i prefer to just think that people have you know i i went through the whole thing before i used to tell you guys i would kind of gauge how far are people going through the episode to figure out if, if someone likes something i'm doing or someone doesn't and I feel like I've gotten to a really good place right now. I mean, I can always improve on that, and I'm constantly trying to. But I, f- I feel like you guys embraced that episode in such a huge way that I was not expecting. And um, I actually know a couple people who I was lucky enough to hear from, and they loved everything about the episode, and they listened through it all the way through. And... I I was super nervous about the episode and the uh, healing experience is actually something I bring up in this interview talking about things that I'm, I was scared to bring up and talk about because I thought it would tune people off and people would be like, well, you're nuts. Like, so anything that you're saying can't be true. And to know that you guys enjoyed that episode and also the mythology episode too, so much really means a lot. So thank you guys. All right. Let's get into the interview, let's get into the promo, and I will talk to you guys in a bit. Hey, this is Heath. And this is Daphne. And we're the hosts of Going West, a true crime podcast. Where we discuss various murders, disappearances, and serial killers. Each week, we go into the gory details of a new case. Like episode 5, which is about Dorothy Jane Scott, a single mother who was receiving threatening phone calls by a stalker and then mysteriously disappeared. Or the terrifying case of Dayton Leroy Rogers, the most prolific serial killer in Oregon history. You can find us on our Instagram at Going West Podcast or check out our website, goingwestpodcast.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. So make sure to check out our episodes and leave a review. Everybody in the world, keep it real and stay weird. Cheerio. Wait, so. All right, so. It's me and my friend, okay, uh, at, uh-huh. at the Lizzie Borden house, right? And so uh-huh. we, the woman in the room next door to us, I said, let's let's back this up. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to talk you through this video for people who can't see okay. it. Um, it's not all. It's only 15 seconds long, and it's not all that exciting. It's we just arrived, and we had an attic room. The Lizzie Borden house has. A handful of bedrooms on the second floor and then uh, four up in the attic room. And my friend Lauren and I were there for the weekend. So we asked the woman in the room next to us to take a photo. And she started on the door side. There's only one door in the room. And she started on the door side of the room. And we were backlit. And so you can see that she takes the camera, my phone, and walks it around the bed. And now it's a weird, first of all, it's a weird jerky movement, weird speed, which I've never been able to replicate because she's just taking a photo. She wasn't taking a video. So I'm not sure how how she did this in the first place. So it's like weird and jerky and it speeds up and slows down. And she comes around the bed and you can see a couch very briefly. And then she turns and she looks at us and Lauren and I both turn around. Lauren's in black, I'm in white. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of stand up 
and I do the hair thing and I crawl back onto the bed to sit down and we prepare to have our photo taken. Okay, that's the whole thing, right? That's the whole video, the 15 seconds. It takes longer to describe it. So now, if you watch the video and you can see at about the five second mark, you see the woman in black who sort of laughs at yeah. us? And she wasn't there. Oh my God. Are you, are you kidding? No, she wasn't there. There's only three of us in the room. It was the woman taking the picture. When you said there was three, I was like, who is this woman? Yeah, no, there was the one taking the picture and there was Lauren and I. The woman in black is not there. If you watch her, she sort of like brushes past me in a she's way that... She's standing there weirdly. Well, she sort of laughs at Lauren. And if you have the sound on, you can hear that we're all laughing about something. And she laughs along with. And then I stand up to turn around. And this woman decides to walk around the bed. Now, she gets so close, she, like, brushes past me. And then she sort of... She looks like a real person. Except she doesn't have legs. (gasps) No. Really? She walks like she's, you know, she moves like she's walking. But if you look close, like, you can't see much below the waist. She just sort of... No. Partially. And she doesn't quite duck. Like, she should be bonking into the ceiling. And she doesn't. She just... Oh, shit. And it was the weirdest thing because I didn't look at our photos during the trip. I just took photos. And it wasn't until I got home and I was like, what is this like movie? And this woman, here's this woman like walking through the ceiling. And now I am, as, a, as an aside or an extra or whatever, I'm hard of hearing. So I'm very, very sensitive to people touching me or moving past me because I can't hear you coming. And so if you're going to brush past me, I'll jolt. I don't move. I don't make any response to this woman being there at all i've watched this video a billion times wait wait a second wait but she doesn't have a shadow does she not really no you can see lauren's and mine the lighting is very because, dark yeah you, you can, can see mine there because, and not hers yep and there's a moment because see i didn't realize that's what you were going to say but there is a moment when you turn the camera like the person who's taking a picture turns the camera around that there's like this weird flash and I thought when you were talking about the, the photo, I thought or that she was going to specifically be taking a photo. I thought that was her attempting to take the photo, you know, when you guys weren't ready or something. But mm-hmm. there's like a weird flash. And then I was like, oh, well, that's weird. I can see like your friend's thing. And then I can almost I can't really see your shadow because that side of the room is so dark. But I can't see this woman's shadow. Yeah. And I stand up and you can see my shadow hardcore. And she, she yeah. goes past and there's no. Yeah, it's we. It's it's. Oh, this God, was in God. 2017, and I, I, you know, a year and a half later, I still, I don't know, I don't know, because I, you know, like I said, I got home, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what is this? And I played it, and I played it, and I played it, and I asked Lauren because the woman who's taking the photo was here with her husband in the room next door, and so I was like, who is this extra woman? Thinking maybe it was like. I don't know, you know, sisters staying together, their friends staying together, just like Lauren and I were, or something like that. No, 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 no idea. We don't recognize her. We don't know she was there. And I mean, we had just arrived, so there was no drinking. There was nothing like that. We had just gotten our room, and you know, we're like, oh, get us, get a quick photo of us, and I got nothing. But the thing is, like, and two, like, I think when she, when Lauren laughs and this woman laughs. There's no sound of laughter. Right, exactly. You can you can hear Lauren laugh, and I laugh some too. But the woman like laughs at her, but doesn't 
you can't hear her and then she walks right past me and i don't flinch and i mean she can see like she she brushes my foot and yeah i don't flinch you don't even act like she's there no because she wasn't you can also there's a moment at the very start very start of the video you'd have to freeze frame it but there's a you're, you're looking in a mirror at the very start and it doesn't reflect a person in the room yeah no it doesn't oh oh that gives me chills <laughs> and i you know and the thing is legitimately I, I still don't believe it like i don't believe that there was a ghost in the room but i can't come up with an explanation but she's so flesh and bone mm-hmm. she's so and the thing is like you can clearly see what she's wearing but then when it comes to her legs you would almost think she has on pants but it doesn't look like she has on pants but you can't see separate legs exactly. And she's not no. dressed in period clothes. She's dressed in, no. you know, like a like a sleeveless top, you know, button-down top kind of thing. So she's dressed in, in modern clothing. So it's, it, I don't know, it sort of it doesn't dispel the idea of a ghost. It's just sort of one of those, like, we often think of, like, the person gets stuck in whatever clothes they die in or whatever. And apparently, you know, whatever this was, you know, it, it was either a, a you know, a spirit ghost whatever you want to call it or it was some sort of mass hallucination well even if it was it wouldn't be on a camera i mean mass hallucination that none of us remember her being there and she was like that it was a legit person and the lighting is just weird and we just don't remember her being in the room but that but there's even like when she walks by like she's walking out of the camera frame i paused at one point there and her face looks fucked up it does not look like a, a normal person's face. You can't see it all the way. Yep. No. It it is creepy. You you can never see her face. Like there are no features to her face at any point and you can see Lauren's in mine. So it's not like the camera's out of focus or whatever. You can see the photo on the the painting on the back wall. You know, it's got some some feature and definition to it. So I mean Oh, you're right. Like, I can see that she should have a mouth and eyes, but there's no, like, like, with lighting, normally, even poor light, you would have something refracting back on your eyes, and she has nothing. And there's even a point of when you are taller than technically she is, and you, essentially what it looks like is, like, you are blocking her out. Which should not have been possible if she was really there. Because you're just adjusting yourself to get on the bed. The bed can't be that high. That if this person was over there, that they all of a sudden basically disappear behind you. Well, yeah, she she walks, you can see that it's a slanted ceiling. Which it didn't used to be. The room used to be more of a vertical pitch, and you know, sort of a flatter roof. Right? So, so the ceiling was brought down at one point. Because in New England, it's it's better to have steeply pitched ceilings roofs to get the snow off mm-hmm. so she's walking as though the ceiling is not slanted yeah there's actually like a point where if she was a real human she would have hit her head right and that's what i say is that the ceiling did not used to be slanted like that these were like servants quarters you know and and it was just it, it was made over at some point so i mean it's just weird shit okay so that's that and i mean <laughs> i got nothing like i like i said i have watched this thousands of times and i've never been able to figure out a good explanation for what happened here um you know two women traveling together we're, we're gonna keep track of who we let in our room yeah 
You know, it's just a, just basic safety. And I would have said something to her when she walked past me or looked at her or something. So whatever. It's, it, that, that is what it is. I have a second Lizzie Borden story because I've stayed there twice. So this, this, this video is from 2017. And the previous time that I was there was in 2005. My husband and I went down for our five-year anniversary because we're fucked like that. Sorry. We're screwed up like that. <laughs> but we are. We really are. And um, one of the nights that we, we stayed two nights then. And the second night, there were supposed to be a, a crowd of like 10 people in the other rooms. And they had to cancel for some reason. I don't know. Uh, this is in October. So it was my husband and I and the owner, and that was it. There were three people in the whole house. And this the house is what they call a shotgun-style house, where there's a front door and a back door. There's no other access points on the first floor, but you can see straight. There's, it's not a hallway, because the rooms all just open into each other, but you can see straight from the front wall all the way to the back wall. Okay? And the only room that really... like So I'm standing in the front like right next to the front door, there's a visitor's book. And I'm just, I'm flipping through that because we're going to go to dinner. And the, I'm actually within a couple of feet of where the, the father was killed in the, in the house. So, you know, creepy, but cool, whatever. And um, the dining room is on the left and it's a room that has two doors into it. So it's all enclosed. It's not like a big open space or whatever. It's, there's a door nearer me and a door farther away. And that's how you get in and out of the dining room. So I can see both access doors. And my husband is upstairs getting ready, and I can hear him directly overhead. Now, my husband is 6'4". He's a big dude. So I can hear him directly overhead. Like, there's no there's no question about where he is in the house. And it just clear as day. And, and I am hard of hearing, and so this stuff has to be fairly loud, right, for me to hear it. Clear as day, I hear somebody come down the back steps. And it, it, it's in the – so the back stairs are there's, – there's a turn to them. You know, and so if you're not familiar with the house, you're going to take it slow down those back yeah. steps. They're also carpeted, but this sounded as though it was hard-soled shoes on a wooden floor. You know, it was it was a tap, tap and it was quick. So in a way of somebody who's who's familiar with the house, not not a guest, you know, because they're able to go down those stairs real quick and there's no sort of pause. And like light steps, like I would associate more feminine than masculine. I, it's hard to for me to get any clearer that it just it just felt it was like lighter somebody's familiar with the house or whatever and I immediately assumed the owner right that she must have gone up because I knew she was in the dining room she had paper spread out all over the dining room table and was doing owner stuff I don't know and um I assumed it was her that she must have gone upstairs when I wasn't paying attention and so I wait to stare because I can see the door that you there's only one that that door that back stairs opens into the kitchen and I can see the door where the person's got to come out they're either going to come out or I'm going to hear them go back up the steps. Like, those are the two choices. And nothing. Like, nothing happens. And I'm like, oh, that's really weird. Maybe the owner is screwing with us. Like, this is possible. Right? Lizzie Borden has. <laughs> Why not? Like, I would be probably unable to prevent myself from, from messing with people if they were staying there. <laughs> so there's this beat of, like, three seconds. And I'm just about to, to turn to look for my husband when the owner pops her head out of the dining room to look for the back steps. And she's like, did somebody come downstairs? And I was like, oh. I was so jazzed. I was like, oh, my God, you heard that, too? Like, ha, that was witnessed by another human being. This is amazing. So I never figured that one out either. But, you know, what's interesting to me is in this situation and in the video, 
it's really clear that whoever did it is doing it, whatever did it is doing it, um, is familiar with how the house used to be, not how the house currently is. Exactly. Especially because, like, and I think, I think one of the most, uh, what, what I would expect, I, I guess, if I went into a place with uh, such a rich history as the Lizzie Borden house, um, I would think footsteps. I would think stuff like that because I feel like, you know, as my believing self, those are, those are easier things to do than like full, you know, apparition. But that fucking video. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mess, right? Like my, my footstep story, like there's a, there's a degree to which you could argue. I would, I would argue back. But that maybe it was the house settling. Maybe it was, like I said, it could, it could still be the owner messing with me. Like she could, I don't know, be tapping on the, the wall in some certain way or something like a recording. I don't know, you know, but it, there are explanations. It's like, OK, look, it was witnessed by another person. The, the owner didn't know what had happened either. She was super confused. And I'm a psychologist. And so I'm kind of trained to look for tells. You know, and if somebody's lying, and I don't think she was lying. Like, I think she was legit confused. But she could be just a better actor than I am a psychologist, in which case she was messing with me. Like, good for her. But when it's auditory and when it's not any in any way recorded, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, it was a moment in time. The fact that it was witnessed by somebody else was really cool. I was jazzed that whole night. I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. My husband's like, you're messed up. Yes, I am. So there's that. But the, the video is like, I can show other people. And I'm like, bring it. Tell me an explanation, please. But it's just, and it's what's, what's so interesting for me is the first time I looked at it, I was just like, you know what? Like, you know, something's off here, but you can't figure out what it is. And so, like, by the time, like, he started describing the video, I'd probably watched it a third time. And, like, that's when I had noticed the flash. I had noticed, like, wait, shouldn't there be a reflection? And I was like, well, well, maybe the mirror looks a certain way. Because while I'm a believer, I also... Shit happens sometimes, right? So, like, I was like, maybe it's it's done a certain way or placed in a certain place. Yeah, it could be at an angle. The mirror could be at an angle. She could have been... I mean, the fact that we don't know how she took a video in the first place. Like, I had literally never taken a video on that phone. And it was just weird. Like, oh, this is a a strange thing. I didn't know my phone could take video. It's certainly not by accident. And this is not, by the way, it's not trimmed. video. Like, I never cut it down. This was the whole thing, as it as it was on my phone from the start, and I was never but able to. I was never able to replicate like the sort of jerkiness of it. Um, so it's sort of like sped up and slowed down in a weird way, and then it goes to normal time. You know, or the other way around. It's like it's it's like double speed and then half or something. Like I don't know. Like all of that stuff is weird, but you know, technology is weird, man. But that woman was not in the room, and let's accept those two facts that. This is a video from my phone, and that woman was not in the room. Please explain this to me. And see, here's the crazy part for me, is, like, I believe I have abilities, and I believe that I can talk and, like, see spirits and stuff like that. You had to tell me the woman didn't have facial features, because I thought she did. 
I could see where her eyes were. I could tell you what color her eyes were. I could see where her mouth was. I thought she had facial features. You had to tell me there were no facial features. I had to look at it and really, really look. And I was like, Melissa, there's nothing there. Like, I know where it's supposed to be in my mind. I know where it is. But there's nothing there at all. And that, like, the, fa- the fact that, like, there's no reflection, there's no shadow, she laughs, like, yes, there's people who laugh and they do that whole, like, silent laughter thing, but she literally does, like, a holding your gut laugh, like, she's so amused by whatever was just said, especially by your friend Lauren, but, and maybe it's just me, but for me, I felt more like she was looking at you, like, she noticed Lauren, like, when she was, she was laughing, but she's looking at you, she walks behind you, and she brushes. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Actually, she's not there. Right, so, I mean, she wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's but, and, and, and two, you can kind of see as the camera pans around at the beginning, there's not a lot of space where the photographer moves to. You can see how little, she's just got like a third of the width of a bed, and then she stands a ways back with the camera. Where is this woman going to fit? Yeah, and then the other thing too is like, okay... And so she was there. Don't get me wrong. The photographer seems like she's pretty quiet, too. But, like, why was there no footsteps? Why was there no... Like, there's a little bit of rustling, I think, when someone maybe... Maybe when... Was Lauren always on the bed at the start of the video? I don't remember. Yeah. But, like, there's a little bit of rustling or something when you're getting on the bed. There's, like... There's a little bit of rustling or something when the woman's walking around on the floor, the one who's taking the photography um, at the end of it when she turned around. But this person, there's no sound at all. There's never a sound. And I would think even, especially if it's video and it's picking up the laughter and you guys, you know, just chit chats, the ruffling of the sheets. I would think that there would be some noise, especially as she's walking closer towards the person, the, the photographer. I would think that it should have picked up something, but there's nothing. There's nothing that seems to be coming from her at all. Right. And then it's like, well, where the fuck did she go? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the weirdest, weirdest thing. Like, I don't, I don't understand what, what, what happens or... It's just weird. It's weird stuff. I uh, I don't have any words for that one. That's so, <laughs> so you're welcome. Yeah, go ahead and watch. I mean, I like I said, li- literally thousands of times I've watched this, and I can't, I can't figure it out. But I mean, the good thing is she seemed to be amused by you guys. She seemed that she seemed to be okay with you guys being there. Oh yeah, there's no, there's no sense uh, at all of malevolence. That's what I would have been worried about. Like if 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 she would have been glaring at you guys, like the fuck do you think you're doing up here? That would have been concerning, right? Like that would be such. But she just seemed like she was having like you guys were friends. Like she knew you guys, and she welcomed you. I wouldn't go that far. It didn't, well, you know. I mean, with the fact that she was amused by you guys and that she walked, you know what I mean? Like, like okay, if you're gonna, if if we if we go with that, this is a ghost, right? And why would she walk around the furniture and around you? If she didn't like you, or she wasn't wasn't, I guess even respectful of your 
personal space or or your um really just like your where you are she could have just walked through you it's or true. walked through your friend or walked through the bed or yeah, anything I, I like mean, that i have no idea i don't know what the rules are that's what i mean is like that's why i feel like she seemed amused and happy that you guys were there she didn't seem like angry or upset or or like these people gotta get the fuck out of my house like she just just like ah, ha, 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 they're such a delight and then she kept on going like yeah. like do you do every single like this is this happens every day <laughs> uh, apparently you know it might i don't know Ooh. did she show it to the um the manager on the property no i didn't see it until after it was home oh man i bet you they would have loved that shit they would have been like <gasps> <laughs> yeah you know i got like i have no idea how often that you whatever you know i just didn't i never felt like it was my place like it never felt like it was the right thing to do or whatever like i haven't felt drawn to hey check this out like that's not my my job but uh it's messed up so that's what i got i have one more story uh, and this this was another one like i got no i got nothing or i don't have any recall of this this has become like a family thing you know that like we don't my grandmother's told me about it years after the fact like but i don't have any recall of it and i so i don't have anything but so when i was born i was born in upstate new york and very redneck family so our generations are not a full 20 years apart you know what i'm saying yeah and so when i was born all four of my grandparents were still alive um then all four of my great-grandmothers were still alive and one of my great-grandfathers was still alive um and like none of them died until I was in high school, so um, I never met three of my great grandfathers. They all died well before I was born, like years before I was born. And one of my great grandmothers lived in like it wasn't a nursing home; it was like assisted living apartments, but not even they were they were their own apartments. But it was all elderly. I don't I don't remember. I my mother's an elder care social worker, and she's going to be appalled that I, I she's not going to listen to anything anyway. She doesn't listen to my own show, but the, I can't remember what it's called. It's like supported living or something like that. But so basically it's everybody's house has like lines run through it so that they can press a button if they fall down. But otherwise it's separate apartments, right? And in the basement it was a big like rec room kind of deal. And so my grandmother, my great grandmother lived there every year, had a big party for the whole family. It was sort of a command performance and it was boring as anything. Like, it was miserable. Because you're inside this big room with a bunch of tables. And all the adults want to sit around and talk. And the kids are just, ugh, Because the, the adults are talking. Yeah. So, first of all, they're not talking to you. And secondly, there's nothing else to do, right? And so, apparently, I was about five. I remember these parties very well. I just, I don't remember this one. But I was about five. And at a table, sitting, talking in a very animated way. And... At one point, one of my grandmothers came over and she was like, who are you talking to? And I was like, that man right there. And they all sort of laughed at me a little bit like, okay, invisible friend, right? And so the next day, they were asking, you know, who, who was it Who was it that you were talking to? And, oh, I, I, I said, oh, that was, that was Grandpa Gary. And they all sort of stopped and looked at me. And they're like, what do you mean? Because they don't call, nobody called him that because he'd been dead for 10 years. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to Grandpa Gary and that, you know, I was able to describe what he had been wearing. I was able to describe what he looked like. Um, he told me that his chest hurt 
and that he liked peppermints, but he did not like spearmint. Um, I don't remember what else. Oh, he told me someplace he liked to go, a, a certain park in town that he liked to go. And they're all looking at me with these big eyes. And I, you know, then I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to go play or whatever. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know anything yeah. was weird about it. And they all decided like, okay, that's weird. And my grandmother, she had a, her coffee table in her living room had like a big drawer in it. So it wasn't open underneath. It was this like a big, okay, now that I think about it, it was kind of like a coffin. That's terrible. But instead you pulled out from the side, you opened the drawers. And that's where family photos would go. We just, we, we actually inherited the, ha the habit now. So my coffee table is a lot like that. And you just throw in family photos. And that was super fun as a kid to just open it and sort of paw through, you know, and you find a photo of somebody and you're like, oh, tell me about this person or whatever. And that's all well and good. And I was doing that during the same vacation because it was Christmas time. So you can't really go outside. Um, Plus, I was five, so I wouldn't go outside for more than 30 seconds anyway. <laughs> so I um, I pulled out a, a photo, and I was like, oh, this, this guy, this guy right here, Grandpa Gary, this guy, this is who I was talking to. And it was one of my great-grandfathers who had died. Sorry, Grandpa Gordy, I said it wrong. Gary was his son. Grandpa Gordy. Um and uh, he, he, this, here's Grandpa Gordy. Here he is. And, you know, first of all, they were all like, we didn't think we had any photos of him. Like, we don't recall him sort of living long enough, frankly, because this would, you know, not living long enough, but I was born in 77 and he died about 10 years before that. So photographs were just not that common, yeah. you know, and they were like, we've never seen that photo of him before. And... I was like, yeah, it's right here, here. This is the guy that I was talking to. He liked spearmints better than peppermint, or other way around. He, he did not like spearmint. He said it tasted bad. But he liked peppermint, and he liked to go to this specific park in town. And he always wore, you know, dark brown pants with suspenders over a green shirt. And they were all freaked the fuck out. Did did they, like, did they, like, ever, ever go, like, we believe that you saw your grandpa Gordy, like, as a ghost? Not as a ghost. Like, they didn't. They didn't use that word ghost. Yeah. Um. I, my family has all been fairly skeptical forever. We don't really Yeah. kind of go in that direction. Like, that's not really how we roll, I guess. And so... But they did believe you. Nobody ever called... I mean, how would they not? You know what I mean? Like, nobody ever called me out on anything. I wasn't grilled on it. Because yeah, how would they? Like, here's the thing that happened. I may, I had stuff. You know, and how am I going to, as a five-year-old, how am I going to make this up? Apparently he just, he wanted to let you know he was there. I mean, he, I connected. And so here's what's fun. I don't believe in ghosts. You know, I just, I, I, it's a nice idea. I just don't, like, not in a, uh, not in a, a physical corporeal sense. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I believe in energy. I believe in vibes. I live in Salem, so you kind of have to. Like, they, yeah. they check that before you <laughs> get to, you know. But, but you know, I believe in vibes. I believe in concepts like karma. Um, I believe in picking up, you know, I kind of make a point. I don't, I don't have a schedule. I don't do schedules very well. But I make a point of once a week or so sitting and just sort of focusing on uh, on nothing. I guess, but, but specifically tuning into my friends because often I'm able to sort of pick up on like who needs a note right now, who needs a, a, a quick text or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
and sometimes I'm wrong. Like sometimes I'm like, I, I, you know, everything going okay? And they're like, yeah, why? You know, so that's cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm glad when that yeah. happens. But a lot of times it's, oh my God, how did you know I really needed this note right now? And I don't know if that's just because people don't reach out often enough and we spend too much time lonely and sad or if I'm tuned in. Like, I don't know. I don't know because I'm skeptical. I went to an engineering college and then I used to work in a prison. You know, you have to be kind of hard, like harder shell for all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I think, skeptical both by nature and by training. You know, I'm, I'm a forensic psychologist. And so I expect everybody to bullshit me at all possible times. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, you know, I don't, that's, I am not a believer and yet. So not to like, I'm so fascinated. First off, I'm fascinated by all of your experiences. I'm blown away. And I'm trying to not be like, you saw a motherfucking ghost (laughs) on video. I'm trying. It's so hard. I'm trying so hard. But like, okay, so so it sounds like you believe in energies and believe in like that aspect. But what I mean if you're comfortable. Like what so what part of it is hard for you to believe in in ghosts? Because it sort of almost sounds like you're kind of on the parallel. You're just in this one this one place where where you believe in like the energies and like you can tune in and connect with something or connect with your friend or connect with, you know, someone who may need you at that point. But then ghost, cause you know, everyone has a spectrum. Like everybody has, like I talk about this all the time on the podcast where there's like certain experiences that I've had that I don't know if I'll ever really be comfortable to share. Mostly because I feel like even though I have a paranormal podcast, that's a little bit too far out of some people's spectrum where instantaneously every single thing I've now just said goes out the window is no longer valid because clearly I'm, I'm crazy and I'm an idiot. And so if I say these things, people are going to be like, there's no way that happens. So all of your other experiences can no longer be valid either. So I understand that like everyone sort of has their spectrum and everyone sort of has this like place of where they feel comfortable and where they don't feel comfortable. But where do you feel is for you, it's just ghost, like, kind of a little too far out of the spectrum for you? Or do you... Well, here's the thing. Is that, it's you know, I'm more used the... to, part of it by training is I have to be able to prove everything. You know, okay. if I'm giving evidence in court, I have to be able to, to acknowledge it. Here is what was said. Here is how it was said and when it was said and what it meant. Like, I have to back everything up by evidence. And so that's... Mm-hmm. There's a degree of that. Um, and I've always just sort of tended towards, towards skepticism. But I also... I'm I'm practical to a fault like and i've been told that 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 i i tend very hard to look for yeah and what are you going to do with it like i don't really care how we got here i care what are you going to do with it now and so i just i it's i don't really question if i get a sign from the universe and it's often just as simple as i start thinking about somebody that i have no reason to think about some friend you know i know a lot of people online now you know, just because of the podcast, I know, I mean, a thousand people online that I didn't know a year ago. So if one person kind of pops to my consciousness for no reason, rather than questioning, like, why did that happen or what about it? Or let's look around and figure out what I just reach out because I've never in my life regretted reaching out. 
but I often regret not. So I think it's that's part of it is that there's not so much a spectrum as a I don't introspect in that particular direction. Like, was it a ghost? Was it not? Eh, look, it's cool. What are we going to do now? You know, I, I walked away from this weird family party knowing that my great grandfather preferred peppermint to spearmint. Like, that's cool. Like, that's a neat little family fact that nobody ever would have thought to tell me. Mm-hmm. So I th- what's interesting to me is you actually do something that I talk about all the time, um, where I talk about how people, especially because I, I get a lot of people who will ask me, what advice do you have for me opening myself up to the supernatural? And typically my first thing is, well, why do you want to do it? Because, you know, like, if you truly believe in these things and you truly believe this can happen, you have to understand, like, there's good and bad with everything. And that's the same thing with, like, the whole supernatural world. You don't know what you're going to get sometimes. So you have to be careful and you have to know how to, like, guard yourself and protect yourself. But I talk a lot about how one of the things is if you get a sign from the universe or from whatever or something to listen to it. And that... You know, yeah, sure, you know, maybe maybe you, you don't feel comfortable telling, because a lot of people don't feel comfortable telling other people that. Like, with my experiences and what happened with me and what still happens with me to this day, my parents thought I was crazy. So they called me crazy. Like, I to the point that I legitimately thought that I was going to have to check myself into a mental hospital and something was wrong with me. I thought there was something wrong with me for, like, the things that I was experiencing. And... Honestly, like those those weird little ghost shows on TV really saved me from that. But what I didn't understand was when I would have these feelings or these um, sort of just, why don't I check on this person today? Or I should probably move this. Or mm, maybe I should move away from here or... Or do this today instead of tomorrow or something like that and how it would affect and and I would find out, you know, in a minute or a couple seconds or an hour the next day, oh my god, this this huge thing happened. And had I not listened to that whatever that suggestion was that came from wherever it came from, it would have hindered me or put me in this place where I, I really didn't need to be. So it helped me out. And I was like, thanks, universe, I appreciate it. And I talk a lot about how some people might want to put a title on that. Like they might be like, oh, well, what am I supposed to sit here and believe I'm psychic now? No, that's not what you have to believe. You don't have to believe that at all. Just what's important is that you listen to whatever it is just happened. And you you always listen to that and you follow your intuition and you understand that if this happens, if you get a suggestion that as you're doing, like you get a suggestion that you need to call your friend or you need to reach out, you do it. Whether you're right or you're wrong doesn't matter, but you do it because for whatever reason you felt like you need to. Even even if it's not like a... Even... Because like I believe like there are cynics, skeptics, and then believers. Like cynics are like, can't happen, won't happen, will never happen, everything that you fucking say is false, and you're an idiot. Skeptics are like, maybe it can happen, maybe it won't. Maybe I, like, maybe I just can't believe in this. This is a little too much for me. But, like, I'm not going to sit here and, like, bash you. Believers are like, everything happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe, like, a spectrum on the how everything happens board. But, yeah, you know what? I can believe, like, this can happen because I've heard it happen or I've seen it happen or I know someone who it's happened to 
or it happens to me all the time. And I think the most important thing is just listening to yourself in a comfort, a comforting way. And it sounds like you're doing that, which is the most important thing in the world. And I, I'll be honest, I think like you, you reached out to me randomly one day and you said something to me and I don't know if it was one of those things or something, but I really needed to hear it and it made me feel better. Or like there's times where you've done stuff on Twitter and you included me in it and I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? And I'm not going to lie, like it makes, it makes my day. So, so I'm not saying like I'm in there or anything like that, but what I am saying is like the things that you do, like little things that you do for whatever reason is that you do them, they make a difference and they matter. So whatever it is that causes them, if it's just you, if you're just like, hey, you know, if it goes back to that question of, hey, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, maybe I just haven't reached out to this person in a while and I should check in with them or like, hey, like, you know, it's, maybe I saw this thing and, and somehow forgot about it and subconsciously my subconscious was going into, all, you know, going into all this scientific stuff about how like your subconscious is is just picking up different clues and hints and things all the time and putting it into this nice little neat box and then making you feel something and you're interacting it. Maybe it's that. Maybe that's it. Maybe there's no question from the universe. There's no anything else. Who knows? But what's important is that you're listening to it. And I like, I just, I really appreciate that you're doing that. You, you, like, you know, I said before, like, I don't question that much about whether it's, you know, clues from the universe or from my subconscious, if I'm, you know, if the brain is constantly ca calculating, how long has it been since I've heard from a given person and let's just check in? I don't, you know, all of those are possible. I mean, the brain is sort of this black box and you don't know what it's picking up on. But what I do know is that I've never regretted checking in with somebody, you know, like I've never reached out and said, hey, how you doing? And had the person be like, have some sort of answer that has made me go, oh, I'm so sorry I asked, <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. There are people who are who are absolutely hit me back with some sort of negativity or snottiness. But even then, I'm like, OK, I just learned something, you know, I won't make that mistake again. Thank you. Like whatever it is, it's I don't regret acting where I absolutely have regretted not checking in with people. All right. And we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Kate. She is she's great. I ended it where I did. And I will explain that a little bit. So. Originally, I was going to end it before uh, she talks a little bit about never regretting reaching out because this was actually a crossover episode. So in the first half, she talks to me about her experiences. In the second half, we talk about skepticism and belief and just our thoughts on that, our views on that, things like that. I didn't want to take too much of that in this episode as well. I wanted to kind of keep it towards her experiences. But I thought it was so interesting and so important when she says, I've never regretted reaching out. Because it's so true. That's such a thing that like we always have to keep track of. We, we never know how much time we have in anything we're doing. You know, we never know... For instance, when I do these podcasts or when I was I was really sick and I was doing this podcast and I was sitting down and I was like, is my voice still going to work? Like I it was it was working, but sometimes it would croak and it would sound horrible. And, and I was 
worried I wasn't going to be able to do an episode. And it's things like that. I'm not talking about like the grand scheme of things and death and life and all that, that stuff. We, we know that. We know that as the major scale. But what about when it comes to minute things? What about when you're sitting down and you're like, I really want to reach out to this person. You never make time. Maybe that person does really need you and you really need that person too. So let them know. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, I do hope that you guys like the interview. Her experiences blow my mind. Um, and I also think it's really important the fact that she doesn't believe in ghosts, but she has these experiences. And it, it, it's if you like this interview, I do very highly suggest that you tune into her podcast. Uh, she, has, she does amazing things. She's an amazing person. Uh, has amazing opinions. She's just all around such an interesting, fascinating, and incredible woman. She is putting up her half of the crossover on the same day that this is going to be out to, at the very same time as well. So I really hope that you guys actually head on over to her podcast and give her a listen and listen to her side of this because there's something she says that's really important. And ever since I've heard it, I've actually really been pr practicing it for myself because I realized I didn't. And it's whatever your experience is, you have it. That's it. You don't have to ask the question. You don't have to figure out what it is. You don't have to put a title on it. You don't have to name it. You don't have to nothing. It's your experience. You had it. That's it. When you simplify something like that, especially when you think like, when you, th when you sit down and you think about like, especially for me, how often I, I'm like, okay, well, when this happened, is there some way for me to debunk it? And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, really. And there isn't. But there's nothing wrong with it until you let that subtract from your experience. That's where you're like robbing yourself of the experience. And you shouldn't. We all experience different things every single day. There's no reason for us to take that away from ourselves. And that's exactly what you do when you're going okay, well, did this happen? Did this not happen? Did, like, whatever. And, and okay, don't question yourself. It was an experience. That's it. Isn't that all life is, is experiences and, and, and the stuff we learn from it? So I really, really wanted to share that. And if you guys want to hear more about that and, and our discussion on that, please give her half of this interview a listen because it was amazing. And, and it really changed my life. Now that we've gone through that, you know, the normal stuff, uh, subscribe, uh, write a review if you can. If you've got a story, send it in. I've got three stories and we are getting into stories next week. I promise there's no more wait. There's no more anything. I also have a topic I'm really, really, really excited to talk about um, that I've been doing some research on, on on the back burner and I've been trying to figure out if I want to put it on the blog and tease it because it's basically going to be about four weeks out before I do it, but I think I'll just put it on there anyway. And then if you guys want to see the teaser, then you can read it. Also, I appreciate all the views that have gotten, gone to the blog. You guys seem to enjoy when there's posts there and you guys do seem to be reading them. We have a newsletter now, so if you would like to get those things delivered right to your email. If you would also like to get an, a, you know, quick little notice of when a new episode comes out, because sometimes things do get messed up. I don't anticipate that happening anymore, but in case anything, 
um, just head on over to thehauntedride.com and scroll down to the bottom and it says sign up for our newsletter. Click that and you'll just get a quick little email when an episode pops out and that'll be it. So we've got that stuff going on. Um, if you guys want to donate at all, you can donate through Patreon and we have the tiers, but you can also donate through Anchor. And I do know that every single time it kind of posts the episode includes a little like support this podcast here link and you can donate there. Um, it's up to you, you know, definitely this absolutely no pressure. That's all up to you. But just to let you guys know that that is an option that you have. I know it does seem to work inside some of some podcast players. Like I've seen it on other people's podcasts where you just click it and it directs you right to the link. But yeah, so you've, you've got that as an option. I think that's it as far as news goes and little changes and stuff like that that's been going on. The thing that I learned this week is <laughs> really exciting for me. So it's, it's more of a personal thing, but it's super exciting. I think I may have mentioned a couple times on the show where I had horrible self-worth and it's gotten better, but it's not 100% there. There are still days, and I have bad days sometimes, and they're, they're, they're much, much better. Years and years of hard work has really made a difference. The other day, something really bad happened. To begin with, the way that I handled it was so different for me that I was like, okay, whoa, this is, this is, mo like, it felt monumental, but I couldn't really, I couldn't really put my finger on it. <laughs> I just knew something monumental had happened through all the stress and all this tiredness and all this like devastation. And so I came home and I was talking to my husband. I was talking to him about what had gone on. We were discussing the whole thing, things that we could do. And I got to this point and it was the lowest point of the conversation. And normally for me, my big thing is feeling like I'm a failure. Feeling like the weight of everything when there's a problem solely rests on my shoulders. And if there's a problem, even if I didn't create the problem, even if I have nothing to do with problem, now that I have to fix the problem, it's my fault. It's my fault automatically that the problem's occurring. No matter whether it's from someone else, no matter whether it's a sign from the universe, it's still my fault, which makes no sense. It's not true. I never once felt like I was a failure. Not once. Not that whole day, not at the lowest point of this incredible conversation that I now have to put things in place for. And that, that was the most amazing feeling. When I, when I finally realized it happened, I was like, wait a second, wait, this is normally, this is normally what I would think. This is normally how I would feel. And I don't feel that way. What the fuck? <laughs> I was so blown away. And I decided to share that because I think it's so easy, no matter your self-worth, no matter what's going on in your life, I think it's so easy to like sit down and be like, fuck, man, like I feel like this today or I bombed at this today or like however it is you want to say it. Like, I think that gets so easy to like get in this mindset that like if something didn't go perfect or like whatever the way that you planned or, you know, if you had a bad day or you're not emotionally completely like 100%. You're looking at something as you failed at it. No matter how you say it, that's what you're looking at. And you don't have to. 
Just because something got fucked up doesn't mean that you failed. And that word failed is such a monumentally dick of a word. It's a dick of a word. It's such a negative word. Like, I am fully into, like, how words are defined. And failing at something, it's different if you quit. But when you failed, that's, that's, it's almost like a monumental weight has now just crashed down on you. And I guess I just wanted to share that, like, it doesn't have to be that way. And you don't have to feel that way. And I just wanted to show that, like, what I've learned is how life is when you don't feel like that. When you finally make it past that, and that you can make it past that. So, if you ever feel that way, I hope you just know that you can make it through that, and you can't make it through what's going on, and it'll get better, and it'll be beautiful, just like you. And that you don't have to worry about all these things, because it's going to be fine, I promise. So, have yourself a good night, or a good day. Take care. 